this is F1 Indie Girls with Soraya and Sherelle. We are two girls who love Formula One and IndyCar. Let's get right into our Vegas recap. I feel like it is only fair if we start off by talking about the thoughts about this weekend because I feel like there are so many conflicting things and it's just very back and forth on just everything, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like going into the weekend, everybody thought it was going to be terrible racing, um, that it was just kind of going to be a mess, especially with the track temperature expected to be lower than we're used to, and it's just being overall kind of cold in Vegas, and so they're like, you know, there's just going to be lots of crashing, there's going to be no grip, it's just not going to be a good race, and I think even some of the drivers weren't necessarily super excited about it, especially kind of the more the show aspect of it being in Vegas and you know they got to put on a big performance and kind of over the top yeah. in a way but I feel like it ended up being such a good race I'd say probably one of my favorites of the season there was lots of battling throughout and then I think I just think about Max I know going into the race and like the weekend he Every time they asked him about anything about the track, he talked about how he didn't like it, wasn't excited about it, and then after the race, he was like, it so, was so fun, excited to come back next year, like, just very back and forth, like you said. Yeah, I agree with all of that. My opinion was definitely, I feel like I was one of those who were back and forth. I was trying to be very, like, optimistic and just be like, okay, whatever happens, happens, but then watching, like, hearing about practices and how they had to push back a practice, which made it even later because the track wasn't ready. And then they struggled even more because it was so cold. And I was just like, the track is going to be so cold. They're not going to be able to warm up the tires fast enough. And then there's just going to be a bunch of crashing. And turn one is just going to be a bunch of... I, I was like, turn one is going to be the worst and half the grid is going to go out. Like, that was that's literally what my thought was because of just everything else. But then I watched qualifying and I was like, okay... Maybe this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, you know, we had a lot of drivers we didn't expect being up at the top, and I was like, okay, my opinion's kind of changing, like, I'm kind of loving Vegas now, and then we had the race, and I was like, okay, wow, I love Vegas, we ended up watching it, what was it, like, um, it started at 11 for us and didn't end until, like, 1, and so... We were tired by the end, but and I couldn't really show how happy I was about everything, but I think it was a good race. And not my favorite race, but it is up there with one of my favorite races and favorite tracks. Even though it does look like a pig, which I feel like was another huge topic. I know. I loved, I think Charles, even in one of his interviews, was like, it looks like an upside down, like pig laying on his back. And I was like... <laughs> Yep, it does. <laughs> it reminds me of the, like, a spider pig. Spider pig does whatever a spider pig does. That's what that reminds me of. Yeah. The amount of, like, um, memes going around about it. It was just very funny. I definitely thought the opening ceremony and, like, the whole dro- introducing the drivers was a little funny. It was, I felt like it gave Hunger Games feelings. Oh, like- 100%. Like, here's our tributes. Watch them go. <laughs> My roommate who loves the Hunger Games, I showed her the video and she was like, wow, this is like Hunger Games in F1. <laughs> she just doesn't know F1, but she's like, wow, this definitely brings Hunger Game vibes. And I was like, it does. And it's, it was definitely a lot of like show to it. And I feel like a lot of the drivers were not mm-hmm. looking forward to 
we have to put on this it has to be this big huge performance so we can you know live up to the vegas hype that it is and so it was an it was an interesting weekend yeah i know max especially he was like you know it's 99 percent show one percent racing i think in the end we got a little bit more <laughs> racing than that but it definitely there was definitely a lot of you know show behind it even you know before the drivers parade and them announcing the drivers there yeah can we talk about how they pronounce charles's <laughs> name i didn't know you and charles had the same first name <laughs> Cheryl leclerc i died when i heard that it i know i was so like wait funny. what because <laughs> you hear charles you hear um What's some other names? It's like, we've heard so many over the years. Um, Charles. 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 Uh, Chuck. Chuck. <laughs> and now. And now. Charles. <laughs> I'm kind of curious on where the announcer was from and why he thinks it's Charles and not Charles. Because Charles is spelled like Charles if I have ever seen Charles written out. <laughs> yeah. And then we had Checo's, like, not knowing where clueless. to go. <laughs> I love the amount of, like, clueless Checo memes we get. <laughs> it's probably some of my favorites out there. I think the only meme we were missing from this weekend has been a George Russell meme. We've had him the last two weekends. I know. <laughs> we had some nothing good this George weekend. content this weekend. I feel like we were missing out. I know. I do have to say, though, I love how they incorporated Vegas into the track, and then the teams incorporated Vegas into the liveries and even the race suits. Yes. I I don't know about you guys, but we definitely struggled trying to figure out whether it was a Mercedes or an Alfa Romeo, because Alfa Romeo is not black. I know. We kept being like, oh, that's Georgia. <laughs> nope, nope. That's that's. that's Three. <laughs> I was like, oh, it was such a mess. I thought that first lap incident was between, like, Checo, Checo Hamilton, Hamilton, and Alonzo. And then I was like, oh, nope, that's not, that's, that's not Hamilton. That's Bottas. I definitely was like, yeah, go Val. I was like, go Valtteri. And then it turns out to be Hamilton or, you know, yeah. vice versa. And it was funny. Um, the podium... Um, meme out there is there were two Ferraris on the podium. <laughs> I know. I love the fact that we have all three of them in red, white, red and white, but especially Checo's suit looks <laughs> very much like a Ferrari suit. Uh, Max's, you could tell, you know, is not anything. And, and you could see more of the distinct Red Bull, I feel like, on there where, like, Checo's, the Red Bull was white and mm -hmm. not red like it usually is. And I was like, interesting, and all the memes are like, oh, now there's two Red Bulls out there and one, <laughs> one Red Bull. But I like, I definitely like the liveries, the suits. I feel like it was very much, let's bring Vegas into this. Yeah, and it was interesting. Mm -hmm. It was very nice. And the way that like Red Bull <coughs> did their livery reveal felt like very fitting for Vegas. <laughs> you know, having it come down from the ceiling of a nightclub <laughs> that was insane it was it was a good weekend I feel like overall we did there were I feel like a little bit more lows this weekend um 
than there has been in those last several races. But we'll start with our high note and start with the driver of the weekend, Sherelle. Do you want to go in first? Yeah, I can go first. (laughs) So, as much as I want to, I'm not going to say Checo. I did him last week. So, I went with Logan this week. I know his race didn't turn out great, but his qualifying was amazing. To put that, you know, get that Williams up there, stay close to Albon, you know... I think that was very impressive, you know, dry, uh, qualifying from him. And I think it's interesting, um, I saw somebody point this out, that the last time they raced in Vegas, the Williams drivers finished the race in fifth and sixth, which with Carlos's penalty is where the Williams started this week. And so I think that's very funny that, you know... Coming back to Vegas, they started where they finished. That is funny. My driver of the weekend, I would have to say, is Charles. He went from a horrible weekend, the last race, to having a phenomenal weekend, being within the top two, three, four, five of practices, having an amazing qualifying and getting pulled, to having an even better race and being able to fight with Checo and Max, overtaking Max, I don't think I ever, as a Ferrari fan, would say a Red Bull or a Ferrari taking, overtaking a Red Bull. But now I can say it. <laughs> yes, it's partially because Max was struggling, but <laughs> Charles still took overtook Max, and I was so happy. And I loved that we had... Charles was back up there fighting with Max and Checo. It kind of felt like 2022 season all over again in the beginning. And it was it was very exciting. And I feel like he really needed that boost of confidence in himself again. And just to kind of bring back the, you know, this is what a Ferrari can do when we, you know, actually have good strategies and have a good weekend. And we're not having so many other failures that their car has and so I feel like he's definitely he was my driver of the weekend along with along with Checo I do say Checo had a really good weekend but yeah I, I agree Charles was <clears throat> had a great weekend really not doing much wrong this weekend he you know just got that good qualifying had the good race pace had a great weekend he was phenomenal on to our low of the weekend, um, my major low of the weekend was McLaren's weekend. They just didn't have it. They didn't have it in any of the practices. They definitely didn't have it in qualifying. They were out in Q1, and it was just very hard to see. And then the race, Lando crashed out, and Oscar started from the bottom, and then he gained his way back up, and then dropped back to the bottom, and gained some places, and he was just very back and forth throughout the field. And they, it wasn't their car, you know, Piastri and um, Zach Brown and Lando said it wasn't car performance. They just struggled with how to get their tires, you know, how to use their tires during qualifying, and then they just struggled with the slow corners because the McLaren does not do good on slow corners. And so it was just like, not the car's fault. It was just 
everything else was just against McLaren this weekend, and it just made me kind of sad because that's like my team <laughs> and my drivers. But that was my my low of the weekend. So my low of the weekend has to do with Carlos, not his race or anything, but that instance in free practice one where he hit the he had the part of the manhole cover that came and, like, you know, it hit his car and completely broke his car and then caused him to get a penalty because he had to take that new power unit, which is not fair because it's the fault. It's, you know, the track's fault. Track's fault. There we go. (laughs) And then I think it was disappointing for the fans to, you know, then miss that practice session and then have to be kicked out before free practice too and it just I feel like not great of the track to you know have that moment but it just like kind of ruined his weekend yeah from there. I feel like because I mean we could have had a Ferrari you know one two in qualifying I got that one too but then Carlos having to take that penalty which I think I still find so frustrating because it really had nothing to do with him. Like, they would have used that same power unit if they could have. But, obviously, when your car is destroyed because the track wasn't ready, I don't think it was... It's just so frustrating. I was frustrated, like, all weekend for him. And I know a lot of other Ferrari fans were, too. Even non-Ferrari fans, I feel like, were also just, like, that was ridiculous. Yeah. And it's not... The stewards... They, like, had no other option but to give him that penalty. Like, it's in the regulations. If you go outside the number of power units, whatever it is, you have to get that penalty, regardless of what happens. And it's just like, but it wasn't his fault. It's not like Ferrari crashed or that power unit was bad. It was, like... It was the track. Literally the fault. The the track's fault. (laughs) I can't talk today. It was literally the track was just not ready because it was in within like minutes. Yeah, nine minutes in. Nine and minutes we in. were over, and that was it. There was like nothing on the track, and it was just it was just pure luck of a Ferrari yeah. to have that happen. Yeah. <sighs> just I was frustrated, and I predicted on our story, our Instagram story, that uh, they would get one two. I was hoping it would be Carlos P one. Charles P2 that way he would only start P10 and or P11 11 and not P12 which one place is one place but I feel like that one place could have meant a lot for Ferrari especially since they did have the pace to be up at the top I feel like he could have made it back up at the top um but I will say that that was that was annoying <laughs> not happy <laughs> yeah but Along with Sargent um, being able to have that amazing qualifying, I don't think I ever, in the time that I have watched Formula One, have seen a Williams get P3 in a practice. Except maybe Alex. I guess Alex has done it a couple times. And I think, I guess last year there was one time, I think it was a wet session that Latifi. Oh, yeah. But not, I feel like, in a normal. Other than Alex. He had a few times last, was it last week that they... A couple weeks or something. A couple weeks ago that he... But to have 
Logan as a rookie. As a rookie. Not having there a good in a normal season. Yeah. Like, his season has not been very good. Be up there in P3 in a practice? Yeah. I thought it was funny because we had both. Logan and Oscar up there. The rookies. Yeah. If only Nick was there, we could have had all rookies up there. (laughs) It's okay. But let's start off with talking about qualifying. Um, I kind of already mentioned McLaren out in Q1. What were your thoughts on that? I think it was just totally, like, unexpected for me. Like, normally we're... You know, the last few weeks, we're used to seeing them up at the top, and then to have them get out, I was like, what is going on? Where where are they? What has happened? Um, and I get really, like they said, it's not... I mean, they kind of went into the weekend kind of being like, mm, yeah, the track will probably not suit us the best just because of those slow corners, but still, definitely frustrating to see them out in Q3. In Q1. (laughs) (laughs) Words today. Uh, Yeah, I I have no more to say. (laughs) I'm kind of just... It's depressing to see McLaren out so soon where they have been... They've they've been on such a high and they kind of hit that low point. I just really hope that last race of the season will be it for McLaren and we can have good results from both of them. I think it'll be really, really good. It was uh, also a sad note to see Checo out in Q2. Yes. Let's let's go into that one <laughs> a little bit more. I want to know what Red Bull was thinking with that run plan. Even if it had been your kind of plan beforehand, you should be able to, you know, make those decisions in the moment and be like, mm, don't think he's going to make it. Let's get him back out on track. The commentators were like, he's sitting up there and he's, you know, one of the high, what is it, like 38s or something of qualifying men. But the track is improving. If I were Red Bull, I would put him out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we see him go in and I'm like, okay, they're just going to fuel up the car and put tires on. Understandable. Get a couple laps in, then have his fast lap at the very end. Perfect. And I was waiting and waiting and waiting some more, and he just never came out. And I just saw him slowly go from the top just down to the bottom, and I was like, what is Red Bull doing? I was like, are they even thinking? Is there something wrong with Chico's car that we're not notified of? Like, what is going on? Yeah, I I found it so frustrating just because, I mean, if you've watched Formula 1 long enough, you know, especially on these new tracks or tracks that haven't had a lot of running, that with every, you know, lap Lap. that happens, these lap times get faster just because the track gets more rubbered in, they're able to go, they get more grip, they can go faster. So track times improve so much throughout qualifying. And so, you know, I was like, okay, get new tires, let's go. And then they take him in and I was like, okay, yeah, they got to refuel, whatever. And then I could see... You know, they didn't send him back out, and I was like, and I, as the time got closer, I was like, he's not going to be able to do an outlap. And in that moment, I was like, what have you done, Red Bull? <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like had they gotten him out there, he probably could have had the pace to 
do a good lap and you make it into Q3. Yeah, I was, even um, Charles, who was sitting at P1, didn't even, he went out, I mean, he didn't improve his time, but he at least went out and was like, okay, if all else fails, I'm at least out, and if I need to, I can improve my time. He ended up not improving his time, made it into Q1, or Q, wow, Q3, (laughs) and, you know, the rest is history for Ferrari, but I definitely think Red Bull's strategy just wasn't it for Checo. I we never really heard why they did what they did, and mm-hmm. I wonder if they just don't want to talk about it or yeah. what well, it is. And I think it's interesting because if you listen to Checo's radio, he was even questioning like, "Why are we coming in? Like, isn't it early to be coming in?" And they were kind of like, "Oh, it was the plan." <laughs> the plan that we had set and didn't let you know. <laughs> but on a high, what a qualifying from Ferrari. What a qualifying. They were at the top. Uh, I think they were top 10 most of the whole qualifying through mm-hmm. Q1, Q2, and obviously Q3 as well. And they just managed to have that pace. I wasn't necessarily expecting Ferrari to have such a great weekend as they did. But with having the great weekend, I feel like it was just a boost of confidence for the Ferrari drivers, but also for, for the Ferrari fans, being able to see that Ferrari can perform really good against those Red Bulls and against the other top teams as they haven't really been able to these last couple races. So I feel like it's been been a little high for Ferrari fans. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> really nice. Onto the race, the one that I feel like everyone was like, this is going to be so bad, it's going to be so awful, like, whatever, and it ended up being a wonderful race. Why don't you start us off, Sherelle? Yeah, so, start of the race, you know, <laughs> I knew something was going to happen into turn one, because, you know, it's racing, we're all bunched together. Especially on Vegas, where colder tired because of the cold track. I was like, something's going to happen. And sure enough, we had um, Alonzo, Bottas, and Checo. And Sainz. Oh, yeah, and Sainz. All getting kind of caught up right there. We had Alonzo spinning, Valtteri, and then hitting Valtteri. Valtteri. And then that caused Checo to hit into the back of Valtteri. And then... Science got hit by Alonzo before Alonzo hit Bottas. Yeah. It was just, it was, I was like, once again, I thought it was Hamilton or George. And then I was like, why is Bottas pitting? Like, it's literally lap one. (laughs) And then they're like, we have to replace the front wing. And I was like, oh, that wasn't a Mercedes. Yeah, once they showed the replay, I was like, oh, that's that's not the Mercedes. And then also into turn one, you had Charles and Max hitting each other, and Max ended up pushing Charles to the side and getting past him, and ended up getting a penalty for it, and which then led to Charles taking, you know, P1, and so that was great for a Ferrari fan to see, but I definitely was a little mad that that's how Max had to, you know, push Charles 
into over the curb, but it's okay. <laughs> Another sad thing that happened within fairly lap four or something, four or five, four or five, very, very soon into the race. And we weren't, you know what? The cameras weren't really on the middle of the field towards the back of the field. We were watching, you know, the battle of the front. And then all of a sudden, this yellow flag comes out, and they're like, oh, who's gone off the track? And then you see the replay, and Norris has lost control and has hit the wall. And then you hear, you know, of course, you over the radio, you don't really see the onboard of the crash yet, but then you hear the radio of his engineer asking, are you okay? And then there's no response. And then he asks it again, and then you all you hear is just the, <sighs> I'm okay. And it's like, is he okay? Because, I don't know, for me as Lando being one of my, like, favorite drivers, I was like, is he okay? Like, is he actually okay? He's breathing hard. He didn't respond the first time. And then you see the onboard crash, and you see him, like, Shit, I guess it was the onboard camera, not the crash. <laughs> you see him, like, shaking in the car, and it just was, like, kind of terrifying to see. Yeah, I feel like whenever we have those big crashes like this, it's always so scary, and you are just so relieved when you know that the driver is okay. Yeah. And But it was still so sad to watch him get out that way. And then afterwards, when you find out they had taken him... From the medical center to the hospital, there is that more... Because they hadn't really said exactly what was going on and why they had sent him... I mean, they said it as a precaution, but still, you're like... As a precaution of... What, like... What? Was something yeah. broken? Is his... You know, did something happen to... You know, it's like all these what-ifs. You're like... Yeah. It did something like he's he was winded and you know getting yeah. the wind knock out of you hurts a lot so it's like is there something mm -hmm. going on and he's is he not being able to catch his breath did something happen there you know there's all these what if situations that were definitely went through my head and I, I didn't think I was like I can't get on Instagram like I can't find out what happens to Lando and I was like no Lando's gonna be okay and then you see his post and he sends a picture of him smiling on his way into the on the gurney and the way yeah. to the ER and him afterwards and really really thankful that mm -hmm. with how big his crash was that he walked out of there okay and nothing serious happened yeah I know before they like you know had said he was out of the hospital or whatever you were like <laughs> if he's not racing next week I'm not watching <laughs> I did say that I was like if and I had to be like he, it's okay he's gonna be racing he'll be there I was concerned because it's like whenever they take a driver to the hospital they usually come out being like oh they're out for the next week or you have Danny where it's like I'm out for the next however many races and so it's like you do have the occasion you know the ones that are like okay it's just a precaution just to double check everything and so, but there were a lot of memes that came out of Lando's crash of him being like, you know, them calculating how much the U.S. Uh, bill was going to be for him going to the hospital and them running out of money and having to do all these different things because of how much U.S. But, healthcare is compared to Europe. Yeah, as someone who works in the healthcare system over here, it is so expensive when you learn how much even like the smallest thing costs. It's crazy, and so 
hopefully it wasn't too much there. <laughs> maybe maybe they'll give him a little be a little lenient as he's an F1 driver. <laughs> but on a happier note, what a comeback from Checo. Didn't have a but had a horrible qualifying. Not a horrible qualifying. A not good qualifying. A not good qualifying. <laughs> And then the first lap incident, which, in a way, if you look at it, I feel like, kind of, it got him onto a better strategy, and the safety cars worked out to his advantage. <laughs> Had that not happened, it I don't think would so. have been a little bit harder for him to get up there, but, because he had to pit, you know, lap one, change the tires, they changed over to the hards from the mediums, and then changed that front wing. And he comes out, you know, 30-something seconds behind whoever, you know. I can't remember. Was in, like, 18th or whatever. And then I was like, well, there's his race. And then we had the safety car. Which Dude, kind of, know. Yeah. <laughs> brought him back into play. And after that safety car, he just kind of took off. It was like, oh, he's bad someone. Oh, oh. he's bad someone. And there he goes again. There he goes again. Soon, like... It felt like pretty soon after that, oh, he's in the top few. And then you had, like, Max and Charles pitting, and then he's leading the race. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what just happened? Um, and you knew at that point, like, everyone kind of would still probably pit again. There was a few that were trying to do that one stop. And they, had there not been that second safety car, it probably would have worked a little bit better for those people on the one stop. Because... Charles not having to pit again, where everybody else would have, most likely. But I think then that second safety car definitely brought it into <laughs> him into play. And that fight between Checo, Charles, Max, I think it was just so fun to watch. Um, and I feel like... I know they kind of talked about it on the commentary that he was running more um, back wing than, like, the others. So his straight line speed was down quite a bit on them. So that he was even able to try and stay with them as long as he was. I think it was impressive. Yeah, it was impressive. He had good pace this weekend. Like, I feel like we're starting to get <laughs> Checo back in form and... Checo. Now, if only he can keep that for the next race and through next year. <laughs> It'd be great. It was. I loved the top three battle. It was very much like, go Charles, go, go Charles, go Checo. Go Charles. Go Charles. Go Checo. Go Checo. And just the back and forth, like, it wasn't like, oh, they got past and they run away with it. It was, it was like, like, oh, they're still in DRS range. They're going to... They're going to pass soon. They're going to pass, like... It was such a good battle there at the end. And to where Verstappen, he, you know, was struggling with his tires, and then he pitted and went kind of towards the back of the field. I think he was kind of P10, P8, 9. And then he was able to, as the Red Bull, you know, is one of the top, is the top performing car, um, he was able to pass everybody and go back to that battle. But for a while, I was like, yeah, go Charles, go Checo, Max isn't winning this race. And I, know, I was I really so was happy. hoping for someone else. For a while, I definitely thought it was going to be either a Charles or Checo win. And I was yeah. going to be, I was going to be, I was ecstatic. I know. And then, 
Max got that toe from Checo and then was able to pass Checo and then got that toe from Charles and passed Charles and then Max led from there and I was like, mm-hmm. gosh darn it. And at the end I was like, maybe Charles will pass him. Charles can pass him. Charles can pass him again. Yeah. But Max ended up winning one more time. But I will I say it's been a very impressive season from him. I think it just shows how talented he is. He gets a lot of hate for it, but he's a really talented driver who has not as much experience as a lot of the other world champions, mm-hmm. but to see him up there performing as well as he is, is kind of just inspiring, I'd have to say, for some of the other drivers. Yeah. I know a lot of the rookies look up to Max mm-hmm. and, you know, being able to have that consistency like he does. and Yeah. If I was a driver, I'd be like, wow, I really wish I had Max's consistency. Yeah. And I think that I'm sure being his teammate, especially, must be hard. Like, racing against him, I'm sure, is difficult <laughs> when you're like, this guy All can do it. All he does is win. Race after race, constantly there. But then to be, you know, compared because you're in the same machinery and then just not being able to get that and... I'm sure it's probably one of the hardest jobs in the paddock is to be Max's teammate just because he is just so on top of it. He and is. I think part of it is he, like, he loves it. He loves the racing, you know, when he's not on track, you know, doing stuff. He's at home in racing the simulator. in the simulator. Like, it's just what he loves doing and... All of his practice has definitely paid off. They yeah. do say practice makes perfect, and I think we've seen that this year with Max and everything. Um, not only did we have battling, you know, in the top, we also had some good battles throughout the whole field. Um, George and Max had a good battle. Yes, they ended up colliding, and George had that, and he took that responsibility. Even after the race, he was like, that was my fault. Part of me wanted to blame it on Max so he'd get another penalty so that Charles and Checo could win. <laughs> but looking at it again, it was George's fault. But it was good to see some of the other drivers being able to fight against that Red Bull and just to fight against each other. I love when we get wheel-to-wheel action throughout the whole field and it's not just in the beginning or towards yeah. the back. It's like everywhere. I yeah. think it's really fun to see. It makes mm-hmm. the race more exciting. Yeah, I think I saw somewhere that this race had I think the second most overtakes we've had in a race all season um and so yeah just a lot of good racing throughout the field from start to finish I feel like it was just yeah overall really good it was really good Oscar we kind of said how he didn't have a good weekend and he was kind of just you know towards the back of the field um but in the race, I think he kind of made up for qualifying. They were able to work a lot more on, you know, getting those tires. McLaren does have one of the fastest, like, warming up tire, I don't know what to call it. <laughs> they, they are better at warming their tires up, mm-hmm. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And so he was able to get those tires warmed up. And he climbed his way up to, what, the top five? At one point, he was running, I think, as high as P3. P3. Because we were like, this would be an amazing (laughs) podium. I think of what was it, like, Charles, Checo, Piastri, I think it was. And then 
he got to the point where he was like, okay, his tires are kind of going down and he's needing to pit. And then he pitted and he dropped back down to the bottom because of how close the field was. And then ended up being able to kind of just work his way, you know, back up from the back and kind of dropped back for another pit stop. But he was able to make it so the end he was in P10 in those points and also getting the fastest lap, which I don't think we've seen McLaren get the fastest lap in a while. So that was really good for McLaren. It kind of helped them out with some of their battles that they're having in championships, helped Oscar gain some more championship points for if he's in a battle with somebody. And so I think Oscar, with how bad their weekend was with qualifying, just not it's not their track. Mm-hmm. I think overall he did really, really good. And I'm kind of proud of him as a little rookie on how well his season has been he's really been phenomenal to watch yeah he's been so impressive and like you said recovering from that qualifying getting back into the points I feel like McLaren and Williams kind of had opposite weekends (laughs) we had you know McLaren struggling and qualifying doing you know decent in the race and then we had Williams, who qualified great, but their race was not <laughs> so good. They struggled with, you know, just tire deg and getting those tires into the right window and just overall just kind of struggling there. And so they, I think, ended up P12, P16. Something like that. And, the yeah, just, you know... I was really hoping that after such a good qualifying, they'd be able to, you know, stay up there, get some good points, but... I think everyone was hoping. And those who don't know what tire deg is, it's just some graining on the tires um, that happens. It's like wear and tear on the tires, um, just for those not familiar with Formula One. Um, We didn't really have a whole lot else. There was a couple DNFs with Yuki and um, Hulkenberg um, with... Power unit issues, they kind of just failed. We didn't really... We saw them go off, and that was it. Yeah, they kind of both were able to pull off in areas where they could just get off the track easily. So we didn't have any more safety cars, which I feel like would have been kind of iffy for the front of the... um, You know, for the battle in the front, but glad to see that they were able just to make it off safely. And then to hear that there was both power unit issues, it's very sad, but glad no one else was hurt and the dnfs were just power unit issues and not crashes but overall i really think vegas had a good high um to end on not a very good start with the track and everything but i think overall vegas was a good race yeah and i think next year especially if they can work on getting those kind of bumps on the track evened out a little bit making sure Things like manhole covers are <laughs> welded down real well. You know, just kind of fine-tuning it. I think we'd have, you know, just as good of a race next year and hopefully without some of those little hiccups that we had this year. I think so, too. Do we... Let's do a Abu Dhabi predictions. Last race of the season... Very sad F1 season is coming to an end. Next year, though, it goes into December, which is one more weekend than we have now. And so I'm very excited because that means I have a little bit more of F1 to watch. 
But last race of the season, what are your predictions? Oh, I haven't even thought about this. <laughs> Might take me a minute here. Do you have yours yet? I'm hoping with how good McLaren has done, I'm going to say Max win, 100%. Like, I think that that would just... That's only fitting. Um, if he doesn't win, I, I, I would always be surprised, but I'd also be kind of happy because I mean someone else wins, but I'd also be like, whoa, Max doesn't win. His con- you know, But he's with his consistency, how good that Red Bull has been up at the top and where he's been able to put it, I definitely would have to say a Max win. I want to say Lando P2 and Charles P3. Oscar up in the top five with science up in the top five and Checo within that top ten. <laughs> so it. many, so many. So I can't put too many people in the top five. I know. But it would be nice to see Checo, science, Oscar, Charles. Want them all up there. If, they could, if there was enough people just to put on podium, just put them all up there. <laughs> and I think that's kind of what I'm saying. It would be nice to have... Um, Alphatarian some more points to get ahead of that battle that they kind of lost this past race. But that's kind of where I'm putting my predictions. Okay. I'm also going to say Max win because at this point... It's only, re- it's only it's, reasonable. It's the reasonable, you know, thing. <coughs> um, I'm going to say Checo P2. He's got that good form going. He does have that good form Back going. up there. We're going to say him P2. And I'm going to go with Lando, P3. And then I'd probably go Charles and Oscar, top five. Carlos, hopefully, you know. Within that top ten. Within that top ten. (laughs) And then, yeah, I'd hope, I don't know. There's so many people I want in the top ten. I want (laughs) everyone to do good. It would be nice to see Logan get... Some more points. Some more points before the season finishes this weekend, but who knows? knows? Maybe William will be a top car and he'll end up on podium. (laughs) You never know. You never know. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm excited also with this last race to see how the constructors and drivers championship end up because we have multiple teams. Well, I guess we have Mercedes and Ferrari. They're separated by four points at the moment. So really that P2 and the constructors could go either way. And then when it comes to driver's standings, we have Carlos and Fernando, I think, tied on points right now. And with Lando Lando's, five points behind them. Yeah, he's only five points behind them. And I think Charles isn't too far off of Lando, right? No, he's sitting at 188 and Lando's at 195. So he's So he's only 12 points, points behind. Behind Carlos and Fernando as well. So yeah, some really So I feel like close 4, 5, things. 6 and 7 is up to grabs right now. Yeah. Even uh I'd say Lewis I Lewis I think has secured his P P3. Yeah, that one's definitely secured. So Checo's got his P two secured. Mm-hmm. Max definitely has his P one yeah. secured. We also have some other close battles towards the back. Um, you kind of have like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, 
all kind of really close. What is that? Nico, Daniel, Joe, all really, really close to each other. And then you kind of have the back where Kevin and Logan are all kind of just thrown in there. So it's like whoever gets points this last race, yeah, you know, it's kind yeah. of just fight for it all. Mm-hmm. And I know even towards the back of our Constructors' Championship, we have, like, the back teams are kind of trying to fight for the, you know, between AlphaTauri and Williams. They're so close to each other that it's like they really hope. I know AlphaTauri is hoping to support to secure more points this weekend so they could kind of take that away from Williams. So it's, that's why I'm kind of hoping yeah. <laughs> they get more points than Williams because it would be nice to see AlphaTauri up in the top towards the top of the bottom. It would be <laughs> nice to see. Yeah. I think that's all for our Vegas recap. Super excited about next week. And, you know, seeing how this season closes out. But we want to thank you for joining us this weekend. Not weekend. It's (laughs) it's the middle of the week. Yeah. So thank you for joining us this week. And we hope to see you guys come back next week to watch. We will have our... Abu Dhabi recap. recap. And then after that... After that, we're going to... The weekend after that, we're not going to, you know, stop after the race is finished. We'll do... um, Kind of covering going to races in person, whether it's F1 or IndyCar, some of the similarities and differences, um, what you can get for the costs and stuff. And so we hope you will join us for those. But this has been F1 Indie Girls. We'll see you next week.